if you've ever listened to a podcast or read one of my books and thought, I wish I knew if that was the right thing for my body, or how could I make that work with my schedule and responsibilities, I've got something for you. A new workbook by me coming out late spring. My Perfect Movement Plan, the Move Your DNA all-day workbook, is for your specific situation because you are going to finish writing it. When you're finished, you will have a guide to a personalized movement diet that nourishes your body in the ways that you need it to. My Perfect Movement Plan is available for pre-order now, and if you pre-order from the publisher, there's a bonus, a free ticket to an upcoming online workshop, Spot the Missing Micronutrients. It's a 90-minute class where you'll learn about five often missing movement micronutrients, and these are subtle movements of the body. In this case, we'll be looking in the shoulders and the hips and the feet that are often tied to pain or injury in those areas. In this workshop, I'll also show you how to supplement with exercise vitamins. I'm putting air quotes around vitamins and how to adjust your regular movement so exercise supplementation isn't as necessary. Pre-order now at mpmpbook.com. That's my perfect movement plan, mpmpbook.com. And you'll automatically receive a bonus class ticket. But wait, there's more. Um, I'm going to be drawing three names from these pre-orders and these peeps are going to get a small group session with me to go over your perfect movement plan. So you can ask me questions and we'll brainstorm your specific situation on a Zoom call together. I cannot wait. So head over to mpmpbook.com for all the details on the book and the bonuses. Read through the frequently asked questions, order the book, get the class, and then get moving. I'm so excited to share this workbook. It's the missing puzzle piece you've been waiting for, and it's so very actionable. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to Katie Says, the podcast that helps you become aligned and well. Join us for conversations with Katie Bowman, biomechanist, creator, and director of the Restorative Exercise Institute, author, teacher, blogger, mother, and total body nerd. Understand the mechanical causes of modern ailments, learn how to fix them, and restore yourself to a more functional state of natural human movement. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. And now, your host, Danny Hammett. Hey there, it's Danny. Katie, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm okay, fighting off a cold, but I'm talking to you, so that's good. That's Makes good. me feel better. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. You sound nice and bright and shiny today. I am very shiny. I oiled up right before this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. All right. TMI. I like to do my podcast oiled. (laughs) Like a machine. This well-oiled Katie machine. Well, it's good that you are feeling bright and shiny and well-oiled because this is an important episode. This episode of Katie Says, we are going to focus on building a community around you that helps you and everyone in that community achieve your goals of like healthy, happy, 
living. All right. So you don't have to do all this alone, which is comforting. Yeah, it might it might almost be too hard to do alone. Yes. Maybe a community might be the solution. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of definitions. You know I like to read from things and sing a lot. I'm not going to sing, but I'm going to read. <laughs> I do it. I know you love it. Okay, here's two definitions of community. One, a group of people who live in the same place or have a particular characteristic in common. Two, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Hmm. Let's focus on that latter definition. Because we live within communities, but we also find communities that share our common interests and attitudes and they don't live anywhere near us. Sometimes the people that we find are very far away, but we connect with them via things like Facebook, the Google, um, Big Tent. There are easy ways to find people that you share common interests with and people that you resonate with. But we also have great people around us in the proximity. Let's talk about different ways that you can get it done with the people around you. All right. All right. Let's see. How can we utilize? And I'm just thinking here. I'm not really asking you, but if you want to chime in, you can. Okay. So what are some ways that you can use your community to help you achieve goals? So just say you have a goal of, I want to walk more. Well, I mean, that, that I think we did another show. It's like, go right now to Facebook where hopefully you have some friends local to you. In this case, it would be like that first definition of community where people have to be in your proximity, um, maybe perhaps close mm-hmm. in your same area. I need a walking buddy. Put the time that you want to walk and the distance you want to walk and be like, I'm looking for a walking partner. And you will find that, that magical one. That could be one way. Or maybe you make a phone appointment with a friend. Like maybe you don't have someone near you but you have someone who will get up every day and talk with you on the phone while you go for a walk. Which is brilliant. If you don't Which have is another idea. walkers. Yeah, that is great. Although you are saying that you actually use, you, <laughs> that you use your walking buddies essentially as protection from scary things, <laughs> which I would like before it made sense. But now that I'm seeing about it, it's like, yeah. that's very interesting. So, uh. so yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, because believe it or not, I don't really like to talk much. <laughs> so you just need someone to act like a bulletproof vest. It's like, could you just yes. walk around? Someone, in a somebody, I could just circle. <laughs> I could just duck behind. There you go. <laughs> Pretend I'm tying my shoe while the bullets right. fly. Yeah. There you go. No, I love my walking buddies. Walking buddies, if you're listening, I would never, ever hold you in front of me in the presence of gunfire. We would just both run together. So, right. you know, th- that's what trees are for. So I would never do that. But, yeah, and that's how that's how I found my walking buddies was just local Facebook Yeah, me too. Pals. But I do have a friend who does the phone call. She gets up every morning. Her friend's in a different time zone, and they get on their phones with their headsets and take off walking. So it's that commitment, and that's a yeah. big part of that yeah. is when you – engage your community around you for you to all get stuff done or to live the lifestyle that you want. You're making a commitment. Yeah. You, you're responsible for, for doing your part and someone else holds you accountable. Although I think you probably hold yourself more accountable to someone else and maybe to yourself. So walking buddies, fabulous. Right. Walking buddies are great. Well, how about you share? Because really this whole show was inspired by you. Because you have inspired me to do these different kinds of things and more 
in my community. So would you share some examples of how you have used your community in the past to get to, to get her done? Yeah, well, I think the biggest – are you talking about like our dinners? I like your dinner. dinners. Well, the dinner but, one is the biggest one. But you've done like, all sorts of things. So. I do a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like, creating community seems to be what I like to do quite a lot of. I I thrive in a community. I thrive with shared responsibility. Like I recognize that I'm really good at one thing, but not necessarily really good at many other things. And everyone has like this amazing skill set that I just love to bask in. I love to bask in other people's amazing skills. But only when you get together collectively do you recognize like, oh, I you don't have to to do it all. So one of the things that like I'm always looking for more outside time. You know, we we did a whole show on nature school and you know we talked about like we our family spends quite a bit of time outside, but there are these things that force you inside, right? Like cooking and and meals a lot of times and and the fact that okay, your kids have been around just you for the bulk of the day and they're done with that. You are no longer interesting and they're bored or whatever. So our meal nights kind of came about like I'm a fast cooker. If I'm if I'm making something, I can usually make a lot of it. Or sometimes I'll have just a little enough food for a little dish and I don't want to spend time to go to the grocery store. But I could make a salad or I could whip up, you know, just burgers or and I would just put a text out and going, we are going to this park and we are bringing a dish of food. If everyone just brings a dish of food from whatever they have in their refrigerator right now, meet here and then the kids just go run off and play. It's like fresh legs, right? It's like mm-hmm. fresh legs. Everyone's here. <laughs> and and they're like, what? All my friends. I'm so excited. And all, we're hanging out with the people that we adore. We are also hanging on the monkey bars and swinging and going for a little walk. And we end up getting two more hours of outside time. Mm. Plus, I didn't have to spend the time going to the grocery store or cleaning up from after a big meal, everything's just outside. And that, like doing that like three times a week is huge. And you, I think you actually, I think did something similar, but you actually started a page for it, like a web, like a Facebook page of here's where we're meeting and invited a lot of people yes. that the attendees could just cycle based on who was digging it that day. Right. Well, we just, we just have a one day a week meeting planned and the list of all the parks is there because I'm a little more, I'm not so good at the fly by the seat of the pants. I got to kind of know that Wednesday's the day. So, yeah, we started this community and just invited everybody in. You either come or you don't. It's not a potluck in this instance, you know, so it's just you you bring food. If you want to share, you can mm. share, but you don't yeah. have to because we didn't want people to feel that, yeah. you know, well, that restraint. And then, and then that's it. And it just goes all for us through the spring and summer, you know, through the fall when, when it starts to get snowy. Because nobody really wants to sit on the ground. But I just love that idea. And you have inspired us to do that. And everybody that has joined our community here locally, uh, we call it Summer Dine. But because I also like to name things. I have a proclivity for <laughs> you naming You are very things. good at naming things. <laughs> your, kil- your children have but, amazing names. Yes, thank you. But it's it's because of you. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. And it's not just – it's getting you outside. Mm-hmm. It's letting your kids play with people. It's letting you see, as you said, the people that you like and also in making new friends. That was for us a big part of it was, you know, meeting more people in the community that I may just know through Facebook, you know, locally or that know a friend of a friend. But also, yeah, that that outside time, 
is big. Well, and one time we do a we do a winter version of it where it's inside, where we just call it like a soup night. One family will make the soup, and everyone goes to that house for that Friday night or Wednesday night or whatever you, night you pick. And then all the kids are just, they're just gone. And of course, your house is like destroyed <laughs> because all the toys are out, all the clothes are out, whatever. But like the pair, you just get like three hours or two hours of just this chill kind of like hangout vibe. And, and then you get to go to someone else's house and do it three other times that month in exchange for that one thing is three times when you don't have that. And one time we were at a park. Mm-hmm. And there was a family there who was traveling. They were like, um, they're just traveling here. And we just invited them. Like, we're like, you you oh, guys look cool. like that you could use a home-cooked meal. And and you know what? When you're traveling with kids, you know, it's like your kids have only played with your kids while you're on the road. We're on the road a lot. And I just thought, <laughs> I know what that feels like of these. These kids actually, had this family had come down to where we had our nature school, which was just closing up. So we had, a, you know, 10 minutes of having lunch next to them. And they ended up coming. Like, it was just like... Mm, I bet they loved that invitation. That was probably well, awesome for them. It was awkward, I'm sure, because here's a strange person, you know, me. I'm like, do you guys want to come over for dinner tonight? Why don't you come over for dinner tonight? You know, and and I said it's and, – and we had all of our friends here. So it ended up being like 40 people in our house. But their kids, like kids do, boom, gone, playing, mm. playing, playing. You know, the parents just got a few-hour mental break and – and the food, and they brought this amazing. I like. I think they brought like a coleslaw, and it, the evening just ended up like it always does with everyone doing calf stretches, you know, in the <laughs> in the living room, and oh, yeah, man. that's wild. It's like the seventies at your house, man. That's it wasn't crazy. like the seventies in my house. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just there were there were no bosus in the seventies, and I had like the guy on the bosu, and it was just awesome, and <laughs> and it's like people. I just love that sense of community. Like that connected me to someone who lived in a completely different side of the United States. And I just like people. I like connection. And I like assuming the best out of everybody. You know, everyone's like, why do you invite? Like, how would you know? And I was like, because, like, anyone who would come would, like, if you say yes to that invitation, like, you're going to be cool and it's going to be awesome. And it was. It was a magical day. That's pretty cool. That's an awesome story. So go out to your park right now and invite someone over for dinner. Soup. Say, it's, it's soup, soup night. night. Would you come like on come? over. <laughs> well, the soup night that we, when we first moved to this town, the soup night was already in effect with another group. And the rules of soup night were you had to have small children and you were allowed to bring in someone, like you should, you should bring someone new into the group. Oh, that's very neat. Yes. And so when we were moving here, we knew nobody with small children. The first one we went to, there was like 30 adults and like 50 kids there were so many kids but it was it wasn't like oh just a relaxation of moving to a place knowing nobody and then you know we didn't really end up bonding so much with that one but we took the idea with the people that you eventually you know make as your friends but it was still we still made some you know nice friends but then with our friends who have really come to love and and you know who are really at the like the center of our tribe we do it on a much more regular basis weekly if not you know mm-hmm. two or three times a week that's great and it's just yeah it's that commitment to to yourself everybody around you and yourself yeah which i like because one of the things that we have kind of put out there with our summertime thing is that even if just you show up like nobody else shows up mm-hmm. you are outside yeah and I love that part. You are sitting outside with your kids and your chicken or whatever it is. And and so 
it's never a loss. Yeah. You know, either you've got 30 people around you or just you around you, but you guys are outside eating your meal outside, climbing on monkey bars. Thank you for that. I just love that idea. You're welcome. And it was it was your idea. That was a good idea. But And then there's smaller ways, too. Like, you don't have to have a big old soup night or, you know, sort of a community potluck. But you can just figure out ways to share in your community. Like, don't you do a lot of child yeah. care slash I, bone broth kind of no, thing? No, well, I... No, I don't do any child care with my bone broth. I tried to get bone broth to wash my kids once, and it didn't turn out well. <laughs> they they actually – the children make delicious bone broth. Just – I mean, you should see my hair and nails. Fantastic. It's like Hansel and Gretel right now. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> this is Hansel and Gretel broth. It's the, hey, li- listeners, I don't eat kids. But anyway. Um, what do you have against goats? Anyway, <laughs> one of the – I guess one of the other <laughs> community um, – <laughs> Did you snort? I did. <laughs> One of the other, I guess in, you know, we go back to natural movement, you know, which is the umbrella under which all of this kind of stuff falls. There's a lot of recommendations about, you know, what kids need and what teenagers and adults need. And it's very, one of the limiting factors of getting what you need is, you know, the the society in which we live, which is you know, the the nuclear family and then usually the single parent nuclear family for the bulk of the day, you know, because someone's working or both people are working and there's just not, there's not the luxury of being able to go take a five mile walk for five hours, even though everyone wants to do perhaps a version of that or would like to do more outside. There's just not the time. And one of the things that the community that we have worked to develop involves you know, we don't hiring babysitters is expensive, mm-hmm. which I did not realize. <laughs> I haven't had my first four pay babysitter, but like you know, you go out with other friends who have kids who are a little bit older, and they're like, "That was like forty bucks." They're like that's expensive, oh, right? It's yeah. very limiting. However, we have friends who had ten year olds and eleven year olds and twelve year olds who are at this age where they want to be out of their home. Like they're like, "I'm not interested in being in my house anymore because there's a particular." dynamic Mm -hmm. but they would love to come over here and like be in charge of smaller kids and and the kids love having these you know slightly older children in charge of them and we've done it with kids as young as eight you know i have nieces and nephews and we have neighbors and so in the end the you know the mom who had like the single mom who you know was struggling to figure out what she didn't want her daughter to go home after school to be by herself. But at the same time, the daughter didn't want to go to daycare, you know, because she's too old. She's 10 or 11. Right. I needed to hire someone, you know, for a couple hours after school at the end of the day when the kids are done with me and I am done with them. Just, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but in a way that hopefully every parent can relate to. It's like there's yeah. nothing happening in this exchange right now. And and it was, just, you know, like little things like that. It's like, well, how about two days a week? You know, your daughter comes over here and works for us. And, da, da, da. and in exchange, I send your daughter home with a casserole. So now the mom didn't have to pay for child care. I didn't have to pay for child care. The mom doesn't have to come home and figure out what to make. Her daughter gets to take home a 
nutritious meal because even just cooking dinner, which I was going to do anyway, is now this like very relaxing, enjoyable thing for me to do. I'm making like, do you see how like, yeah, like that, that right there could save lives. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, there, everyone, I think. But that, I love it because there's really no, this is not cost a lot at all. It costs, it costs nothing that. and it's brilliant. Yeah. Like you, it's just, I mean, it's equal to the food that, you know, gets thrown away. And it just, it's, it's just this, I, I, my husband kind of was talking about it. And he said, I feel like people are afraid to ask, to borrow, to, to take something without exchanging money. Like if you want a tool, you don't want to ask someone to borrow it. You'll just go buy it yourself because you don't want to like inconvenience the person and then, like, what if you break it? And then maybe the person who has, like, well, what if someone breaks the thing that I lend them? And and so then eventually just no one shares. Like, everyone has a garage full of tools that almost 100% of the time are unused. Like, you can only use a thing at a time. And mm-hmm. so everyone then has to buy them. And then, I mean, like, that's kind of, I think, what's driving con- consumerism as a whole is we don't live in a community that shares a single set of things. And if you just kind of a really approach like I like you can have pretty much like if you came over there wasn't anything in my house that I wouldn't let you have I would say with the exception of my children and even then I would give you to give them to you for like a short period of time if you really wanted them I think that that if you're trying to figure out like how to get more movement into your life whether you're talking about getting more movement for your kids or just for yourself I need a break I need a five mile walk adult pace by myself that there is a way to sculpt that out for you and so that was just one solution of how i've used community people like you do a tremendous i do a tremendous amount of work it's not people saying i do a tremendous amount of work but what you don't see is me leverage a willing community and them leverage me right back like that i am just Mm -hmm. really open to anything that i can do for you and then it took me a little while to learn how then to ask for what I could use people to do for me. And then it just, it was like super great. And you got, I mean, just the dinner thing. Like I, I keep coming back to the dinner, but like dinner is stressful. All meals are stressful. Getting breakfast, getting lunch, getting dinner made. Like that's such a huge time consuming. And, you know, co-ops of gardening co-ops where you just come together and swap food. You know, you don't even have to go buy produce someone started in the town that i lived in before she started a, a sunday garden produce bring your eggs bring your whatever you know if you if you have eggs i don't see why you have to ever cook for yourself just be like i'll give you this carton of egg like you have chickens like i'll give you this carton of eggs if you turn mm-hmm. this carton of eggs and all these other vegetables because i love gardening but i don't love cooking so much could you turn that into a quiche it's like amazing yeah i'll do that because i'm gonna once i chop everything i might as well just make two quiches and i got all these eggs like the Think in terms of that, and um, I think you'll be the healthier for it in the long run. Yeah. And there's kind of even organized ways, like the people do that with the buy nothing communities and time banks. If you go to timebanks.org, there's people that just share time for time. So if you're really good at plumbing, you give somebody an hour's worth of plumbing, and then they can go into the bank and... You know, take that hour's worth of plumbing, but then they've got to give an hour's worth of childcare or bookkeeping. You know, it's time for time. So, and what if you just there's just what if you just did it on your Facebook again, or just go and just go right. on? I I can do this. This is what I can do for an hour. I can teach an exercise class. So if I lead, mm-hmm. if I teach, you know, a yoga class, these two 
mornings and it doesn't cost you anything. Like, does anyone else have anything that they'd like to put up and, you know, you just, just think outside or teach a class for food. Like if you're a, like we have a lot of, like if you're a movement teacher, why not have one of your classes once a week instead of it being for money? Why don't you just say everyone should just bring one home-baked thing or, you know, like, or bring a, a food product, something that someone already has, you know, that just goes unused. And then all of a sudden, instead of getting money to then having to go spend time to buy food, the food just came to you. It was a more direct exchange and a representation of our skill set. Like our skill sets are reduced down to dollars, Mm -hmm. which then the dollars, the dollar is the middleman instead of a real good, this is my joy. This is my offering. And then someone can accept your offering for what it is without it having to be converted first. So I don't know. Right. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said people just don't want to ask for stuff because that, that dollar prevents them. Yeah. You don't, if you have the dollar, you don't yeah. have to ask. But if you could just get over that step and, and ask for something, that's the key. And that's well, communities Well, cool. community or tribes are made of people. And so, so mm-hmm. to find your tribe – you know, if, if you're putting a dollar barrier maybe in front of who you are, that might be more difficult to find the people who are interested in what you have to offer. And likewise, more difficult to find people who have things that you are interested in. Right. So if you strip that away a little bit, it's like, oh, I see right now that you and I are could be in a, in a reciprocal relationship so easily, so so simply without having it to be, you know, five steps separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had a, um, a friend who suggested that we start a like a gardening, a weeding club, and a cleaning, spring cleaning club. So you've got four people. You all spend an hour at everybody's yes. house. So you've still spent the four hours that you would be spending at your own house doing that, but you're doing it for everybody and with everybody. You're still getting the same job Yes, done. and then you working for four hours – on your own job is different than four people coming over and getting that job turned over in an hour. Absolutely. There, you know, that reminds me, there was another group in um, Portland, I think, where it was a group of families, maybe four or five, or I think it was, it might have been four or five, and they cycled through each other's homes one weekend day. And if it was your day to have people at your house, all you had to do was provide the lunch and, you know, drinks and snacks Mm-hmm. for that day, for that six-hour period, and they would do whatever task you had them do when it was your day. You were trimming your trees. You were cleaning out an attic. You were packing because you were moving. You were whatever. You're painting your house. It doesn't matter. There was there was nothing except let us know how we need to dress, mm-hmm. essentially, and then that was it. And you got all of that labor. But more importantly, you had all of that fun and friendship, yeah. you know? I mean, working by yourself is way different on those kind of tasks than when you're surrounded by people. And you have to work and take care of your kids. So you have to do two jobs. But the kids all take care of each other, like herd mentality, right? They're out doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just did this with our friend's lavender farm. They're like, you know, we are young, struggling farmers with young kids. We need to plant 2,000 lavender plants. And they have to go in the ground by this time. And the two of them, there would have been no way they could have done it. So we'll buy you lunch and it was the most awesome day, right? I did easily 500 squats and bend over, things that I would have wanted to do anyway. I was out in the sun, barefoot, feet in the dirt with all of my friends mm-hmm. that I love. My kids, I did not see my children for five hours. They were just running around on the property, on the backside of the property. And, you know, with, again, 15 children. We saw them when they came out for lunch. 
but it was it was a magical, sunny, amazing day. Music, just as good as going to a party. Only they got their lavender field planted. I, who use their lavender farm all the time to sit in and relax, was able to for free. You know, you know, mm-hmm. gave something back to them. It was just like I don't know. Like that's really how we're looking to live the bulk of our life here, and it is freeing up so much time. Freeing up. And I added. It's free. I added. I don't know. I added that extra hard e. Freeing because That's it would okay. just sound like freeing. freeing. It just sounded like like freeing. It's freeing up, freeing <laughs> up. Oh, it's it's brilliant. I get so excited like when we talk about this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and you had another idea. Well, something you introduced me to last time we spoke was like book sharing communities. Mm-hmm. You know where you share books, which is also yep. awesome because sometimes the the lines can get very long at the library if you're waiting on. What's the books. name of that one we were talking when we were having our meeting? Like, what was the <sighs> Once again, we've managed to totally botch our friend's contribution to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is. A, there are a couple services. It's mm. like called something weird, like book bonk or book ooze. Pro- probably or, a book in yeah. the title. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just you pay for an envelope one time, and then after that, there's just a list of all of the books, and it's like a it's like a giant library, and the only cost is you shipping the book when you're done with it to the next person. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's very cool. Well, there's idea. 35 people waiting at my local library to read Move Your DNA. And I'm like, people, that's like a really long time. That's, there's that's three copies time. there. And that's like how many, what do you, was a library book? Two weeks, but then with the option of, of doing mm-hmm. it one more time. Renewal. That's like three yeah. years. You have to wait three years. Mm-hmm. We should see that's if true. it's on um, book launch or book launch or book mm-hmm. boo or something. Just, just. Folks, look up book and sharing, and yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the internet's <laughs> more competent than we are. <laughs> and uh, and shoe sharing, that was another really oh, good yeah. idea that you had. When people are looking to for outfitting their kids in more minimal, which can sometimes be expensive, yeah. or any shoe really, but minimal shoes, kids just don't wear them yeah. out. Their little feet grow too quickly. Soft Star Shoes, which is a, a shoe company that I love they actually started a at least on their page on their page to buy brand new shoes was also um a place where you could post your used shoes so someone could buy used shoes but i thought wouldn't it be great if there was like some sort of kids minimal shoe swap because you get so many shoes like you get them as gifts and or you find some like i'm constantly I'll, i'll buy minimal shoes anytime i'm at a thrift store and i find a good pair that is clearly mm-hmm. i'll just buy them because i know that i have someone in my community who will want them and it's like I'll, I'll spend five bucks now i will do the finding work for you but i thought it'd be cool if there was like a like some sort of primal health website that created this like shoe swap for kids i know adults kind of beat through their shoes but for kids, like you buy them and you want to buy good, high quality shoes, you want to invest in them. But how long are they going to wear them? Like a season, a half a season? So that's just another idea. And I share mine with my community locally. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. And you're never really going to recoup your costs on those things. You might as well just spread the love and let everybody, you know, get used get used. Well, you recouped them. it. You don't, you know, like you're not recouping the costs would imply that there was no benefit gained while you wore them. So it's like you, you, that's true. You got it. You got every, every moment that you wore that shoe, you reap the benefit of that shoe. Anything that you make off of that shoe is bonus. That's true. It's a good way to look at it. 
uh, something kind of neat that I want to share that um, somebody in our community, online community started, and she gave me permission to use her, her name, so I'll just, we'll call her Brina, started a thing. She asked, she had the guts to go out there in the community and ask and say, I need somebody to meet with me via Skype or whatever once a week to be my accountability partner. Of course, a hundred people stepped up and went, that's a really good idea. And we have changed it. So I, I've nicknamed it accountability. <laughs> so we have buddies, And once or twice a week, depending on how many buddies you have, we meet via Skype at a certain time. So they are scheduled in. It's not just random. You know, it's like, okay, every Tuesday from 7.30 to 8.30 a.m., that's our time together. You can do it with people in different time zones. And we meet via Skype. We talk for three minutes about what are you going to do in this next hour? And then you do that thing, and it really prevents you from goofing off or checking Facebook. Or you I mean you just you get it done because you know that somebody's counting on you at the end of the hour to report back to them. And it has been hugely successful for everybody that I've talked with that has participated in it. It costs nothing. All of us are getting things done. One of my partners got something done. She's waited eight years since she had kids to get done. And in that one hour, you know, she got it done. What so was it? Just, I got to know. Do you, can you say? Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was like cleaning out the, her computer was so oh. slow that it was just sitting down and, and she works at home and raises her kids at home and just has never had, that's like one of those back burner things that you're like, I got to do it. But that's the cool thing about this is that you can ask for somebody to, to meet with you virtually or whatever, and you can just do whatever you want to do. But then when you report back to them, they feel good. You feel good. What did you do? You know, you did got you get something, something done? done. I got something done. I, I get something done every time. It's amazing. Like I cleaned out a file or I wrote a blog mm. post. Um, I worked on a novel. It's and, and I have one that she just does. She's really prolific writer, but she doesn't get enough movement in for her happiness level. So it's funny watching her face when we check in at Skype at the beginning. What are you going to do today? I'm going to move. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then in, in 60 minutes, we check in again. She's like, looks like the oh, happiest person in I the world. That. And that's like the best part is seeing her face. It even overrides my happiness and my own accomplishments because, you know, she, she did that. And so it's, and it's brought a bunch of us closer together and, and none of us live next door to each other. So I just think that that's. There's so many different ways that you can ask for what you need and offer what you can give to make things work for everybody. Community. Mm-hmm. Community is fantastic. Well, thanks for doing this show. So, I think this show I think this show is gonna be really yes. helpful. And yes, it was helpful for me. And you know, anybody can always just share their ideas too, their own ideas that they're using, because I'm sure there's a million. And really you you inspired all this in me. So Thanks, Katie. Oh, well, thank you. Right back. Community community mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to remind everybody, thank you always for listening. We just, we appreciate it. Um, if you ever want to ask a question to be featured on the podcast or want us to focus on something, you can go to katiesays.com and there's little widgets there where you can actually record your question um, or you can type it in if you're just one of those quiet types. And as always, we love your reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us make a better podcast for you. That's all I have to say. How That's about it. you? I am I am mute from this point on. <laughs>
<laughs> You're spent. Well, I appreciate, as always, sharing time with you. And I hope you have. Well, I'd like to connect. This is like, this is you. This is me getting together with you, my community member. I love this okay. podcast. It is. It's, it's, I really do look forward. Uh, I always learn so much with you. So thank you for your time. I hope the rest of your day is shiny and happy. And slick. And slick. <laughs> Don't forget slick. <laughs> Well-oiled machine. Keeping it All real. Right. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Katie. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit Katie Bowman's edutaining blog, katiesays.com. For books, online classes, downloads, and continuing educational courses with Katie, visit the Restorative Exercise Institute at restorativeexercise.com. You can learn more about Danny Hemmett at moveyourbodybetter.com.